0: Boy, you're a good-looking crowd this morning. Everybody seems excited and happy. Praise the Lord! (laughs) People just start popping off over here. I love it. I love, I love it when the Spirit of God just has complete freedom and complete reign, and just does what God does, and uh, overrides our human incompetency. Praise the Lord! You know, I pray every day that I might have the mind of Christ. Not like his. Yeah, I don't want the copy, you know. Remember in the old days, they'd make copy after copy after copy. Ever seen that form, and it's all skewed, and it's hard to read? Praise the Lord. You might as well get the real deal. Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. Well, I'm Pastor Paul, for those of you who don't know me. And uh, Pastor Barb, our senior pastor, uh, is getting some rest this weekend. Praise the Lord. And uh, she said, hey, could you uh, come on up here and do this? And I said, I'd love to. I'd love to. So uh, I'm your consolation prize this morning. Praise the Lord. All right. So I want to talk about something really important. You guys want to talk about important stuff or other stuff? Do you you want plan A in the message today or plan B? Yeah, let's go with plan A. You might as well go with plan A. Amen. And what we're going to talk about this morning is to stay on fire for the things of God. So much going on out there in the world right now, and it's easy to get distracted by what's going on out there. But what I wanna talk to you about this morning is whatever's happening out there does not get to happen in here, praise the Lord. What's happening in here gets to happen out there. And God has already sent his only begotten son who actually overcame the world and the worldly system. You know why he did that? Because he knew we couldn't do it by ourselves, praise the Lord. And we need those better promises reactivated, refired in our lives. We cannot be in this world and like this world. I can like it, I don't mean it that way, but we cannot imitate the way the world deals with what's happening right now. We need to be the light of of the world we need to be the city on top of a hill we need to be the example that the world i'm telling you right now is so hungry for they're searching every corner of the planet to try to find the new this to fix this problem the new that to fix that problem and i'll tell you they could search the world over but if they don't find jesus they don't find him then all that effort is in vain You see, God didn't just do a good thing. He did a great thing. And He did it for you and you and you and you. Every person that would receive the power of the gospel of the good news of Jesus Christ is empowered with everything Jesus was empowered with. And the moment we start to wean ourselves away from the knowledge of the gospel, And all of a sudden, something important comes up in our world. It begins to distract us and pull us away from the first love we had. The first love. That day that I said, yes, Jesus, forgive me of all my sins. Come, enter my life. Empower me with everything that you empowered us with. And how excited we were and how nothing else mattered and many of us were in dire situations when that occurred but all of a sudden this brand new renewed sense of who we are in Christ overpowered all of that negative stuff that we were dealing with in that moment And it began to liberate us. And it wasn't something we had to, you know, go and do 10 steps to get, praise the Lord. It was like, man alive, I have been transformed. I'm a brand new creation in Him. Old things passed away. Behold, everything has become brand new in my life again. We need to renew a right spirit in us this morning. Now, if you all still want plan B, I got a plan B message here for you too. But I think we all know what I'm talking about. It's easy to grow cold in the things of God when things are seemingly, you know, the way they are and I'm okay and I've got everything I need. But praise the Lord, I don't don't want what I need. I want more than enough. I want more than I can think about. I want more than you can think about. It happened in your life, just like it happened when you gave your life to Jesus Christ. It happened. It's like, man, I'm a brand new person. I'm going to go tell somebody about what I did. Man, I'm not the same anymore. I don't know what happened in there. I better go study my Bible and find out what happened. such an opportunity for us to be the light of this world right now. And I'm telling you, as difficult as that may seem to you right now, it's everything you need and it's everything they need. And all things begin to work together in that finished work of Jesus Christ. And I'm no longer tossed to and fro with what's happening out there. No, I am secure. My feet are on a rock and I am immovable. And you know what? God is going to begin to show me so many supernatural things. In the midst of all these tests and all these trials, I see a church that's full. I see a church overflowing. I see a church where the miracles and the signs and the wonders are going to occur. Because that's what God sees. Do you see that? Do you see that? We're gonna do a heart check this morning because it's so important that we not only tell people what we believe, but we live it as if it's our last breath, the last thing I'll ever do. (laughs) Praise the Lord. I will serve the Lord. Not passively. Not I hope that, you know, the church is going to fill up someday. Not I hope that this is going to happen and I hope that's going to happen. No. Faith is the substance of things I hope for. The things that I cannot yet see in the natural. You carry that power. You carry that anointing. And if all we're going to do is depend on what Pastor Paul or Pastor Barb or Elder Denise is going to do for you, praise the Lord. That, that got, you got something going there. And a spark can begin to spark you. And that spark can rejuvenate you. It can bring you back. Bring you back to that first love again. It just says, you know what? I've noticed I've grown a little bit cold. You know what? I'm not as excited as I was for the things of God. You know what? I'm a a little overwhelmed with some of the cares of this world. And I don't know how to deal with them. I'm here to tell you as a man of God, you deal with them the same way you dealt with them when you received Jesus as your Lord and Savior the first time. And you just say, you know what, God? You can do it again and again and again and again and again. God's not up in heaven biting His fingernails wondering what in the world He's going to do next. No, He's not. But He is up in heaven, and it says in the Word of God that the Holy Spirit intercedes for you. Intercedes for you cause you to become everything that God wants you to become and not be, you know, consumed by what's happening out there. It says right here in 1 Peter 5 verse 8 through 11 the opening part, I love it. What does it say? Stay alert. Stay alert. To what? To the things of God. Stay alert. And it doesn't have a a period at the end of stay alert. It has a Exclamation point. Stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone he can consume. Stand firm against him and be strong in your faith. Remember that your family of believers All over the world is going through the same kind of suffering that you are. In His kindness, God called you to share in His eternal glory by means of Jesus the Christ. So after you have suffered a little while, everybody say a little while. He will restore, support, and strengthen you. And He will place you on a firm foundation. All power to him forever. Not to the devil, not to the world. All power to him forever and ever and ever. That's the mindset that I'm trying to stir up this morning. And every single one of you, don't give place to the devil. His power, he is a weakling, he is nothing, he is bound in every way. You have complete authority over any work that he would ever have. But you've got to remember it says here for a short time. Sometimes what happens is we get a little too fixated on what's happening right here, right now. We don't we? It's like, well, okay, can't you see what's happening here? Can't you da? da, 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 da and oh, we gotta do something, and oh my goodness, and everything else. God's not fixated on the temporary little problems that we have right now. He's fixated on you. He's fixated on empowering you. The same power that raised Christ from the dead lives on the inside of you. Please don't forget that. Please don't forget that. It's what will make the difference in difficult times. You're never alone, it says here. It says that the problems are happening all around the world, just like they're happening for you. But yet revival somewhere in this world is happening right now as a result of a faithful few people. They would just say, you know what? I'm not going to think about that stuff anymore. I'm going to think on things above, whatever's good, whatever's lovely, whatever's pure, whatever. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to get down to the world's level that's scared out of their minds right now, doesn't know where they're going to turn. No, I know where to turn. And I can be that person for that person. And I can let that person know, you know what? I've got the cure to cancer. I've got the cure to COVID. I've got the cure to your sin. I've got the cure to your problems. i got the cure to your next month's rent. i got the cure to everything that you could ever imagine. I have the cure. Because I'm empowered with Christ. The gospel is no longer a story to me, it's a life worth living. Hallelujah. Quiet in here this morning. Am I challenging you this morning? No matter where you're at in Christ right now this morning, I wanna I wanna see you elevate your belief. Elevate your faith elevate what you're going to do for God. Now's the time. This isn't the first time that the church, and I'm I'm not talking about Faith Builders Church. This church is incredible. I'm talking about the church, the global church. People turning away, denying Christ in their lives right now, in droves right now. I want to say this, and I want to say it under the unction of the Holy Spirit. Thank you for remaining faithful to what you have been called to do. Thank you for doing what God has called you to do over and over and over again. Thank you for your measure of faith that continues to rise up. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you that you're continuing to give into the, into the house of God. Thank you for everything that you're doing for God. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And thank you for taking it to another level. Thank you. Thank you for those who are out there this morning who have maybe, you know, let your your light get a little bit dim out there. Thank you for refiring again. Thank you. Thank you in advance. Thank you for doing that. You see, it's going to take all of us. It's going to take everybody in this room to begin to reach the world for the gospel. One spark, one tiny spark. We live out here in the desert, right? One spark can start a raging fire. One spark. You can be that spark. God will use this. And I think that right now, more than ever, where my life is right now, it's the earnest prayers of a righteous person. I'm not praying like I used to pray anymore. I have a sense of urgency. I have a sense of, man, God, if you can't use anybody else, just go ahead and use me. And I know that there's many others out there. But that's the mindset that I carry. I also carry the mindset that I'm not only responsible for my life, but I'm responsible for the lives that I come in contact with. Because if, I, if I'm if i not prayed up, if I'm not ready to go, if I'm not really just ready to punch the devil in the mouth, you, you know what I mean? You can be passive with the things of God, and you can kind of go through that and, you know, all that stuff. But listen, It's like like having military training and then going out and, you know, slapping somebody on the hand. Don't do that. No, you've got the training. You've been empowered, right? We got any people in the military in the house this morning? Eric, I know you are. God bless you. Thank you so much for your service, man. It's huge, huge to me, huge, huge. But God's got an army. Wow. I got a couple of you on that one. And listen, I'm here to recruit you into the army, the army of God. And I'm not here to just recruit you so that you can hang out and, you know, smoke cigarettes with your buddies and stuff, right? I mean, that, that, come on, you're just being real, right? Now, I, I'm here to, you're, you're going to get trained. How was boot camp for you? Was it easy? Easiest thing you ever did? Probably not. (laughs) Probably showed up that day and said, oh, this is cool. Got all these guys and gals my age out here. We're just going to have a good time. And all of a sudden you meet your drill sergeant at 2.30 in the morning. You see, as a soldier, you're always ready. You're always ready. It doesn't matter how bad it is, doesn't matter what you got to face, we're fighting for something real here, and you know what, I'm going to stake my Jesus flag right in the ground right here, and you know what, nobody's coming over here, and you know what, I'm going to pull that thing out of the ground, and I'm going to take territory, and you can't cross that line either, not willing to give in, I'm not willing to give up, and just because things are difficult, like it says in that scripture, doesn't mean you can't. Pull back means you move forward and do what God's called you to do. Revelation. Yeah, man, nobody likes to read Revelation. It's complicated and all that. Well, I picked the easiest one in the whole book, Revelation 2, 4 through 5. But I have this complaint against you. You don't love me or each other as you did at first. Look how far you have fallen. But there's good news on the end of this. Turn back to me and do the works you did at first. That's where we need to be as the body of Christ right now. If we had a military in the United States that said, well, it's too difficult, it's too hard, and they just said, I'm not going to go into battle, trust me, we'd have war on this, on, on this continent in the United States of America. And I'm telling you, we've got some war happening in the body of Christ this morning. Pick up your weapon. It's called the Word of God. Begin to speak it. Instead of just praying for yourself and your own needs, begin to pray for everything that's going on out there. The Word of God never returns void. I don't want you guys to get fixated on you don't love me or each other as you did at first. I want you to get fixed on turn back to God fully. With everything you've got, turn back to Him like you did when you came to Christ in the first place. 1 Corinthians 2, 4-5. through five. It says, but I... Well, I'm sorry... 1 Corinthians nine twenty four to 27. Let's do that instead. Do you not realize that in a race, everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize? That's changed a little bit in our world, right? Everybody gets a ribbon now. Praise the Lord. Thank you for your, here's your ribbon of effort. I, I was just raised in a little bit different way, okay, like like I'm getting the trophy, get out of my way, because I will hurt you if you get it, no, <laughs> you know, but I'm just saying, you know, I'm going to be prepared, I can't win a race if I just show up there in my blue jeans and, 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 and my, my dress shoes and, 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 and not, I've ever ran the race before, I don't know the rules, I don't know how to participate. And all of a sudden, it's time for my race. It's my heat now. And all of a sudden, it's like my turn to run. I'll probably run the other direction because I'd be so deathly afraid to get up there on that line with people who are trained. People who have, I mean, run the race and won it before, man. And listen, I believe where we're at in the body of Christ right now that maybe some of you feel that way. That's not true. I want you to run just like you are. And you know what? I may be a little bit more seasoned than some of you in this room, but many of you are more seasoned than me. I'll be willing to stop and pick you up and go. Let's just keep going here. The chances of you winning the race without running are what? Zero chance. I'm calling everybody to the blocks this morning, everybody to the blocks, everybody to the start line, everybody focused on the one that's going to stand there and say, on your marks, get set, go. And I mean, with every part of who you are, start beating those legs as fast as you can and start running down that thing. You have a chance to win. You do. Even against great champions, you could surpass them. My goal in my life is that every person that I could, I could convince to come to Jesus Christ would just go higher than I did. Go become something far greater than I ever did. That's my heart. That's Faith Builders Church's heart. We're not in here to say, well, you can only be as good as me, and then you got to, you know, pause. My God, no way. Let's change the whole world here. You can be the light. You can do those things. So it says, Don't you realize in a race everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize? It says, So run to win. (laughs) I love that. I may get a t shirt or a tattoo that says run to win. Listen, if you're going to run, you might as well win the race. You may not win it. That's okay. The question is, Did you run to win? says, all athletes are disciplined in their training. Disciplined. If you're not disciplined in your spiritual walk, life's going to walk all over you. you got to be disciplined. you got to, you know, you make these commitments to God. I promise I'll never do this again. I promise I'll always do that again. I, pr- I promise, I promise, I promise, I promise. Well, don't beat yourself up, number one, if you break the promise. It's okay. But make sure that you get yourself back up and get yourself ready to run another race and be willing to get into those blocks and run in a way that you would win. It says, they do it to win a prize that will fade away, but we do it for an eternal prize. You'll never, I mean, until you get to heaven, you'll never realize the things that you did for God. And I mean, it was difficult, it was awkward, it was I don't want to maybe, I mean, all of that kind of stuff. It's natural, right? But you did it, and you did it with all your heart. You did it as unto God. You said, you know what, I'm not going to make this about my want to or have to or whatever. I'm going to make this about just doing this thing right for God. I'm telling you, we're going to get to heaven someday and we're going to be thinking, oh, boy, I got to go to the day of judgment, man. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it's going to be a tough day. But you know what I believe? I believe God's going to be standing there. Jesus, you will just say, well done. Well done. Well done. You were faithful in what I called you to do. And I know you didn't do everything exactly right. and I know you didn't do everything, you know, that, that would just be so perfect. But that's why I died for you, so I could do the part you couldn't do. The good news is, Paul or Mitch or anybody out here, Norge, the good news is that I wouldn't have been able to participate in what happened if you wouldn't have initiated it. You see what I mean? You give God the opportunity to have influence in this world. It says, so I run with purpose. Well, we talked about purpose, didn't we, the other night, Mitch? We, uh, the podcast, if you didn't listen to it, I encourage you to get on there and, and listen to it. Because, listen, I don't have a purpose. I don't have one. But there is divine purpose. You see what I mean? Sometimes if we're not careful, we'll say, well, this is my purpose. You know, my purpose. Pull up our pants and, you know, this is my purpose. It's kind of a selfish way to look at life my purpose is divine purpose that doesn't put all the rules and the regulations on what I get to do or don't get to do on it I'm reporting for duty sir what would you have me to do today well today I just want you to sit and be quiet okay yes sir I'll sit and be quiet you ever have the sit and be quiet day yeah (laughs) yes and one day you're going to show up and say sir I'm ready for service. What will you have me to do? Well, I need you to go do this. Ooh. You're still at saluting. You're still ready. But it's like, don't you have something else for me to do today? There's got to be something other than that that needs to be done. I know how to push a broom, I know how to clean a toilet. But that thing, I don't think, I, well, I don't want to get court-martialed in the kingdom of God. Praise the Lord. I'd rather go through whatever I got to go through and do it as under the Lord than to never try to get my feet in the blocks and prove that, you know what, maybe I can do something like that. And I think that a lot of people in the body of Christ are in this analysis paralysis, man, like, I don't know, man, I'm not in shape to run that kind of race. I don't know, I, you know, I haven't really prepared myself to do that. And you know what? It's it's actually a good thing if you can actually become aware of that. Because without awareness, there's nothing you can do. There is no other choice. And so what I'm telling you this morning, you may be feeling like, oh, man, that was a tough word that Pastor Paul said today. But what that's actually a good thing because now you have developed awareness that I'm not where God wants me to be. And guess what? I can make a choice now. I have a, I have a different choice. So don't get condemned by this word. We're all going to go through these difficult times. We're all going to go through, hey, maybe somebody else can do it for a little while. It's okay. But at some point, you've got to say, okay, am I on course where, where God wants me to be? It says here, it says, they do it to win a prize that will fade away. We do it for an eternal prize. It says, so I run with purpose in every step. I'm not just shadow boxing. (laughs) Don't shadow box. Just if you're going to throw the punch, make sure it's not going to land on a person. Make sure it lands right in the square face of the devil, man. Hit him as hard as you can. I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. Otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I might myself be disqualified. You see, you could show up to a race, and you could be in prime condition. You could have won a hundred races and won them all. But if you attempt to run that race in a way that doesn't follow the rules... I wouldn't care how good of an athlete you were. I wouldn't care how many ribbons you have and trophies you have. you got to run the race in a way that follows the rules. Otherwise, you'll be disqualified. So always stick to the Word of God. That's why you'll hear Pastor Barb up here, I mean, a thousand times a sermon. Please read your Bible please don't just depend on the word on Sunday. You know, please don't just, you know, like get in the Bible, learn who you are, and begin to live like that's the only thing that matters to all the matters of your life. The matters of your life are different than the matters of my life. The matters of your life as compared to anybody else in this room or on this planet are unique to only you. The thing that will make the biggest impact in the matters of your life is the Word of God in your ability to live it as if it's the only thing that matters. 1 Timothy 6, 12 through 14. Oh, man. Fight the good fight of the true faith. Don't get distracted by everybody else's ideas and everything else. Let them live their lives while you live yours in Christ. Hold tightly to the eternal life to which God has called you, which you have declared so well before many other people. And I charge you before God who gives life to everybody and before Christ Jesus who gave a good testimony before Pontius Pilate. Right, He was standing up against him and just said, well, I'm just here to do my father's business. I mean, you do your business, I'm going to do mine. It says that you obey this command without wavering. Then no one can find fault with you from now on until the Lord Jesus comes again. You see, there's a standard for living a Christian life. And it's important that we continue to uphold that. And if you're upholding it, it's important to go find someone who can't by themselves right now. Grab them by the hand and say, guess what? You can do this too. My wish for you is that I can get you to where I am. But my greater wish is you'll go way beyond where I am. Lead me to uh, better truth. Lead me to better experiences with God. It's all so good. It's all so simple until we make it complicated. Matthew five eleven through 16. God blesses you when people mock you and persecute you and lie about you and say all sorts of evil against you because you are my followers. Do you ever felt that recently in the last 12 months? Can't be who God wants you to be for the sake of, you know, HR coming to your door. And, hey, guess what? I remember, man. I, you know, and I'm—I just live God on the outside. I, you know, I just—I I let it all hang out there. And this one woman that worked for me one time, she went to HR and she said, "Well, Paul, Paul started to talk to me about his church and and what he believes." And so I get called in by my boss, right? And he says, "Well, I—I I heard that you did this." And I said, "Well, yeah, of course I did." is this what we're here to talk about? I have a lot of work to do that I could be doing right now. And he says, well, you know, uh, that was offensive to her. And I said, well, I'll apologize to her. I don't have a problem with that. But I also want you to know, if we're having an HR meeting right now, like she would come in and talk about all the crazy stuff she was doing all weekend long, and it was offensive to me. You tell me, How she can come in and talk like that in front of me and others, and I can't come in and talk about what I did on the weekend? Boy, oh boy, oh boy. Yeah. You want to walk me to the door? That'd be fine. If I can't be who I am as a human being for 8 to 12 hours a day that I'm here, I don't want to do it anymore. Thank you. And you know what? The whole thing disappeared. The whole thing. And so I was not only just a co-worker, I was her boss. You see what I'm saying? And you know, I never counted it against her. Never. I understand where she's at. I was doing the same doggone thing before I was. What were you to tell me? Yeah. It's Okay. God bless you if people are mocking and persecuting you right now. Your Facebook page is littered with all kinds of negativity right now. It's okay. It says, be happy about it. In fact, be very glad. For the great reward awaits you in heaven. And remember, the ancient prophets were persecuted in the same way. You are the salt of the earth. But what good is salt if it's lost its flavor? Can you make it salty again? It'll be thrown out and trampled underfoot as worthless. You are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see, so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. How many? Everyone, the, the guy that you would never talk to Jesus about will praise the Lord. Because of why? Because I'm prayed up. I'm ready. I'm in my word. I'm, I'm the number one volunteer at, at Faith Builders Church. You know, I do everything that God asked me to do. And you know what? I, I put myself at risk to do all that stuff because I'm afraid I might fail. But praise the Lord, you're running a race and you're doing a good job. And you know what? The more you run the race, the better you're going to become. Closing scripture. 1 Corinthians 15, 58. I have this one actually on my wall at work. My dear brothers and sisters, be strong and immovable. Always work enthusiastically for the Lord. For you know, that nothing you do for the Lord is ever useless. You could take that scripture, put it on your screensaver on your phone or wherever you're looking every day, and I mean just say, you know what? I accept that I'm going to be strong. I'm going to be immovable. I'm always going to, if anything I'm going to do, I'm going to do it enthusiastically, not for myself, but actually for God himself. And that, you know what? Nothing that I will do will ever again be useless. Isn't that good? All right. Well, um, let's make sure that everybody in this room knows the Jesus that I'm talking about the whole time, okay? And so I just want you to bow your head this morning. We're going to say a prayer together. I want you to pray it with all your heart. I don't care if you're six years old or, or 600 years old. It's time to get it right, I also want to pray that we'll all have a renewed right spirit, okay, so that we can go out and do the great things that God has for us. Say this prayer together with me. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. I ask you to forgive me for all my sins. Jesus, I make you the Lord of my life. Holy Spirit, come live inside of me. Stir up the gifts that are inside of me. Renew a right spirit in me. I pledge to stay on fire for the things of God. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. Keep your heads bowed for just a moment. If you prayed that prayer this morning, either you're coming back to the Lord, you you dedicated your life to the Lord, or you're recommitting to really start to become everything that God wants you to, to become. Just go ahead and lift your hand if that was you. Hands up all over the room. Go ahead and put your hands down. Praise the Lord. Eyes open, looking around get ready. Let's stay on fire for the things of God. Let's not pay attention to what the world is doing and how dire straits that they've got. We don't have dire straits. Jesus had dire straits and he overcame every single one of them for you.